0: Hey Seeking Plum, it's Alan with Sentient Future. Thanks very much for the topic on positivity and nuanced communication. I thought I'd weigh in if you don't mind. So I think one of the reasons that our communication has become so binary is frankly, opportunity cost. We have so much information flying at us that we're trying to deal with it more efficiently so that we can get whatever we have on our plate done. I think that has increased the number of snap judgments we make for the sake of efficiency. If it looks like someone agrees with us, or if it looks like someone disagrees with us at first glance, then that's what we take as truth. We may not be against nuanced communication or grey areas in principle, but I think we've lost the sense of value in deep communication. There's not a firm ROI on it, so we think it's a waste of time. To your point about technology, sure, maybe there are some automatic ways to determine other people's emotions or nuances, rather than having a long, deep conversation, thus saving us time. But if our plates keep getting more full, that problem will eventually win. What do you think? Is understanding other people a waste of time in most people's opinion?
1: You are always welcome to weigh in, Ellen. Thanks for calling. You made some good points and you asked a great question. I don't think that people are necessarily against nuanced communication, but I think that because we are operating so much on um, the this, this snap judgments, And and, and wanting everything to be, you know, right now, instant gratification, instant answers, no time wasted. I think it's also creating this scary uh, feeling of, of opening up to people. And that's part of getting to know someone else as well. I think people are more withdrawn then and tend to have certain types of walls up. So I don't think that people generally think it's a waste of time to get to know someone. But I don't think the the definition of that phrase or the understanding of that phrase getting to know someone has the same meaning anymore. Like the understanding of someone is a different level of understanding. There's like less there's less intimacy and less need to go into depth. So I think it's partly about this focus on time and it's partly about you know wanting to avoid being vulnerable in any way but my next question is is it with all of this focus on time like is there really a need to be concerned with time or are we just filling it with with meaningless things I mentioned this maybe a few days ago that sometimes I will say I don't have time for that and I move on and to some extent, that's not entirely true. So I think that I have moved into this area where my attention span is shorter, right? I want, I want to be captured very quickly. And if I'm not, then I'm not sticking around. Because I guess then I want to fill that time with things that do engage me. Because there is, like you said, there is so much information coming at us. We have so, access to so much more. And at times, I am hungry to learn more, so I want to move on to something that is going to engage me. And if it's not for the purpose of learning and it's for entertainment, then I want to enjoy myself rather than spend my time doing something I don't enjoy. There are plenty of other tasks on my list that I don't enjoy but still need doing, so Yeah, I don't know. I think I've made some generalizations here, but I don't think that that's necessarily, you know, across the board of the way people see getting to know each other, it's hard to say. What do you think? Do you think that people can't be bothered or find it a waste of time to get to know other people?
0: Hey Seeking Plum, so it's Alan with Sentient Future again. Just one other thing. What really is the outcome of everyone being positive uh, the swinging of the pendulum to the other side, as it were. Us just glazing over the topics that we really should be working out collectively. For one, I think it gives our community less power to work on the global challenges that we all face together. like Climate change, poverty, energy, that type of thing. It becomes this veiled, silent power struggle. Where one side will ultimately crack under the pressure of the conversation that we haven't all had together. Say, because of economic disparity, which creates desperation. It's desperation that can cause wars. So denying our differences for short-term peace leads to long-term conflict. Notwithstanding some people profiting from that, we all eventually lose. It's better to listen to one another and accept one another's views, even if they're different, so that no one feels like hope is lost for them. When we humans lose hope, we have nothing left to lose, and that's when we get dangerous.
1: Yes, yes, well said, Ellen and I think this kind of ties into the idea of cracking under the pressure is that when we try to always remain positive we're not we're not being open to or free to explore different ideas we're suppressing you know any pain or anger and and that gets all bottled up and can cause all kinds of problems from physical health to interpersonal relationships you know, even uh, relationships at work and so on. And like you said, when you get a, a group of people who are all experiencing this at once and, and everything else that you said, uh, yeah, very well, very well, uh, a point made. Okay, <laughs> that thought wasn't quite clear, but I think you know what I meant.
0: Hi, Fun. So you asked a question in your first reply there of whether I think people are progressively seeing it as a waste of time to get to know other people and i think the short answer is that i don't think anyone would say it directly oh like that person isn't worth knowing or that kind of thing that's just mean and i think we feel bad when we think that way uh or consider saying that but when our actions i guess are consistent with it you know that that does for me raise questions about whether that's you know, getting to know people more deeply is something that we truly value or value as deeply as we once did. I suppose with social networks, it gives us all access to many more surface level conversations as opposed to restricted access to those many conversations. And therefore, we end up having deeper conversations with the few people we have contact with. It just means that if we can create long term value for someone, that we also want to provide short term.
1: Hey, Ellen, you know, at first I was going to say, yeah, I agree, and that I don't think we consciously say, you know, that person isn't worth knowing. I think there were definitely times in my life where I felt like that. And there are even times now where I could say that too. But there are definitely times now that I am more discerning about who I want to get to know. And that is a bit of a conscious choice. I suppose that comes down to short-term and long-term value or what is uh, perceived as possible, potential, long and short-term value. Maybe uh, we could call that first impressions, uh, even if it's not just in a single moment, but a first impression over a few initial meetings. And then I think the flip side to that is how much am I willing to invest or offer, right? And this may sound terribly mean but i don't think that everyone has the right or has earned the right to a friendship with me right just as i may not have earned that right with someone else i guess in these ramblings what i'm saying is i think i guard my friendship and my time my emotions more closely than i once did and i don't know how much of that is because i'm you know, as I get older, or if it's because of this dynamic of the role that social media plays in our more shallow communications. Maybe it does come back to a a value, you know, and what we put out for others to perceive and whether they're even interested then in, in developing a friendship. But if we are wrapped up in our shallow communications, we're not going to we're not going to be as willing or ready to to do that. That said, I do think, and I know you wouldn't argue with this, that friendships typically start with the more shallow communications and then build. But as we're discussing, I think it's that building that is suffering. So my, my sleep schedule is all wonky again, so I'm just waking up and I don't know how coherent that was, but there you go.
2: Good day. Just wanted to... Uh... Say that I really enjoyed the uh, segment that I just heard about uh, positivity and interaction and bonding interaction. And uh, I was born in the mid '80s, so I was one of those like you know in between, like loving to go outside to play human interaction and a little bit of video gaming. I kind of grew out of it, but I still have friends my age that are like hardcore gamers. So I've seen both but uh my wife and i sometimes talk about our oldest child who's eight years old and how he just like if we don't take him out he will not ask to go outside he if we give him his ipad he's glued to it um and it's crazy and i've I've definitely seen family members instagram or text or message each other sitting right next to each other and that's uh the disconnect is is crazy
1: thanks peter and thanks for calling in you brought back some memories for me uh, once upon a time i was married and we were gamers too we had taken a door and put it up on um i guess you could call them sawhorses or something like that but they were designed for tables and we each had a computer on one end of that so we were sitting side by side with our behemoth tube <laughs> screens, you know, the way they used to be, and we gamed. And there were also times when we would communicate through the screen to each other rather than just turn our heads, which upon reflection is so strange to me. I started thinking about like, why do we resort to communicating through devices rather than directly to each other? I don't have any answers, but I do wonder if there's a sense of security in the familiar with respect to communicating through a device and it's also a controlled environment so if somebody says something that we don't like we can put the device down or move to a different app or you know it tends to happen a lot it's blocking people but when we communicate in person we we don't have all of those uh tools at the ready we have to face the unexpected, the unknown. And maybe, to some extent, that also plays into, you know, the desire to go outside. There's less certainty, right? Because nature is unpredictable. Even if we're going out to do something, you know, like play soccer or hide-and-seek or something like that. I mean, there's the sorting out of hand-eye coordination that we don't always have quite exactly right, But doing something like that on a device, there is more predictability. And if we screw up, there's always another chance. And I don't know that we necessarily see it the same way in going outside and actually doing something. And we only have one life, you know, we can't regenerate, we can't um, get more lives. You know, it's one and done. I don't think that we necessarily, you know, think about all of these things before we decide whether we're going to go outside or not or whether we're going to communicate in person or through a device, but I wonder if some of these factors play into it. Thanks for your call Peter and your comments. They they enabled me to go down, you know, memory lane and 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 do some of that in my day thinking, you know. Uh, when we used to play card games around the table growing up. And uh, yeah, life life has changed, hasn't it?
3: Hi, it's Jason with Good Vibes, uh, weighing in on this conversation a little bit. Um, I think you have the answer already. Um, to get away from the binary type communication is, it's, I don't know how to say it any better way than this, it's laziness. If we choose a too many vehicles to say, a, speak a message that we're trying to communicate to another instead of really being face-to-face, then we lose that authentic touch. Now, with all, all that in mind, what's being peddled, and especially in the United States, is buying objects to make it easier, constantly easier. But the thing is, is the human spirit is derived from struggle and work, and the less work that we put into it, the less meaning we put into things. Now, it doesn't mean that it takes away from efficiency, but it takes away from the basic principles of communication. Well, that's my little snip about all this. Have a great one.
1: Some great points, Jason. I can't remember if it was a conversation here on Anchor or with someone else, but I remember talking about how just because we have something doesn't make it may make things more efficient in the short run but not in the long run as in yeah a car will help us get from point a to point b faster but it also comes with you know maintenance upkeep insurance gas all of those things and piggybacking on the previous segment i think that a lot of these devices are doing just that they are making things easier or more efficient but something else you said really stood out to me i can't remember exactly how you worded it but it was something to the effect that things of value don't come without the struggle. They're not as meaningful to us. And I think if we look at the friendships that have gone through the fire, you know, those are the friendships that are stronger. And I don't just mean the fire like some traumatic event or something major, but sometimes it's just helping somebody through a, a tough period. Or, or it's the, you know, the more a strenuous getting to know each other than an easy interaction. Anyway, some good stuff in there. Thanks for calling, Jason.
3: Well, thanks for responding as quickly as you did. Um, I took two listens to your response, and I want to say that it reminds me of uh, the book The Alchemist. And if you've ever read it, um, the character Santiago was advised by so many people that to seek your own personal legend, your own which means your own personal experience first. you know and with that personal experience being wise about the things that you touch, you say, you gain, you spend all of that. And to the personal experience from one to one, you know it matters. And by all this we're learning very quickly that it's not so great by skipping those steps and being authentic and being real, as some people would say. Well, um, thank you for a good response. I I do appreciate that. Thank you.
1: Thank you for your calls. It reminded me of of a quote. I had to look it up, though, to get it in full. Theodore Roosevelt said, Nothing in the world is worth having or worth doing unless it means effort, pain, difficulty. I have never in my life envied a human being who led an easy life. I have envied a great many people who led difficult lives and led them well. I think it's becoming rather clear that many of us would rather take that road less traveled, that the effort is worth it. Thanks again, Jason, for your input. It's always a pleasure to have good conversation.